Hello, my name's James Cridland. I'm the radio futurologist and I write a newsletter. It's at james.crid.land for you to get for yourself. Unless, of course, you get this podcast and then you get me reading it to you instead. And this week I talked about Switzerland because Switzerland will be the next country to turn off FM in favour of DAB Plus and online. And there's a campaign going on to save FM. It's by 76-year-old Roger Shavinsky, who's the CEO of Radio 1 and maybe the SEO. No, he wouldn't be the SEO, would he? Because that would be search engine optimization. Anyway, he's the CEO, he's the boss of Radio 1. And what's Radio 1? Well, it's a radio station based in Zurich. Radio One's also on DAB Plus in Switzerland. It highlights DAB Plus first on its website, FM underneath. And uh, hardly surprising because it has a considerably larger transmitter area on DAB Plus than it does on FM. Commercial stations are off FM in January 2023 in Switzerland. Public radio is going early in August 2022. So if you ask me, this is a gift to commercial radio, which stands to gain from public radio switching early. And it's a gift to Radio 1 because it saves the money on FM transmission and gains them a higher potential audience. But to turn off FM is, quotes, an incomprehensible decision, end quote. I mean, I'm quoting Google Translate, but you know what I mean. And would be, quote, a fatal mistake, end quote, says the campaign, which leans on data to make its point. And I like it when people lean on data to make their point, because it's always interesting seeing what data they lean on. For example, the campaign claims almost a third of Swiss people use FM which is lovely, but it's an unsourced stat that comes from, well, nowhere I can find. The Swiss government says actually 27% of all radio listening is to FM, but only 12% of people use it. And I wonder whether this is confusion between reach and hours. Listening, 27%, is that almost a third? I kind of guess so, maybe. Anyway, it then moves on to say 58% of cars in Switzerland don't have DAB Plus in them. And that's a figure that the government agrees with. Yes, 58% of cars in Switzerland don't have DAB Plus in them. But 100% of all new cars do. Well, it's 99% at the moment, but it's the law in the EU, which Switzerland isn't part of. But uh, very few people are going to specifically make cars without DAB Plus just for the Swiss market. So the point is that that'll change very rapidly. Actual usage in car, though, actual usage in car is already higher for DAB Plus than it is for FM. 47% for DAB Plus, 45% for FM. So already it's kind of saying that DAB Plus is beginning to be more popular in car than FM. The third and fourth argument is that new radios are expensive and why throw perfectly good radios away? A new DAB Plus radio for your car costs more than a thousand francs, it says. A thousand francs is 1,100 US dollars or 795 quid. A thousand francs That's expensive for a brand new DAB Plus radio for your car, isn't it? So it's a good job that that figure is, well, it's not entirely correct. In reality, the pure highway DAB car adapter, which can just slot into your car and away you go, costs 99 francs. That's $110 or 79 quid. It doesn't include any fitting, uh, which you also need to do. But even so, 
Not really a thousand francs. Now, I'm all for 76-year-olds leading a campaign against change. I'm 50. There's plenty of change that I don't like either in the world right now. But it does strike me that this campaign is rather too late. The Swiss listening public have already, by and large, made their minds up that the future is going to be digital. In Australia, SCA have announced 10 new DAB Plus music stations on Listener, which is really confusing. Um... Uh, yeah, Listener is an online radio streaming app, but they've announced 10 new DAB Plus music stations on it. Now, it turns out that the stations are DAB Plus if you're in Hobart in Tasmania. Who is? Not that many people. But on Listener, they're just music stations delivered to the app. So it's an odd choice of words to see them described as a DAB Plus music station. There is, though, a significant change in the US, as radio juggernaut iHeartRadio has done a deal to add their 850 radio stations to TuneIn. I think that back in the mists of time, Clear Channel, which iHeartRadio used to be called, of course, pulled all of their streams from TuneIn. Their thinking at the time was that they wanted you to listen to them on their own app instead. Clear Channel's app, of course, was called iHeartRadio. And now iHeartRadio will also be selling advertising for TuneIn as well using Triton Digital's ad tech. I think this is the right move, making your radio stations available wherever you can and actually seeing if you can earn some money for TuneIn as well. That kind of makes sense. Uh, if you're listening to this, though, in the UK, you'll still not be able to listen to uh, iHeartRadio stations in the UK, though. TuneIn doesn't list overseas radio stations in the UK after a court case. Uh, and you can thank, I think, Sony and Warner for that. And BBC Sounds have released their stats for quarter 221. The app was released outside the UK in September of last year. And of note, total plays for radio and podcasts and music fell slightly from 342 million to 335. On-demand radio and podcasts have also dropped. Global podcast downloads have also dropped. And the top five podcasts consumed on the BBC Sounds app are almost entirely different to the more traditional BBC shows in the top five podcasts consumed on other platforms. So the top three in the BBC Sounds app are Newscast, That Peter Crouch Podcast, and Obsessed With, whereas uh, on uh, other platforms like Apple Podcasts and, you know, uh, I was going to say Google Podcasts, but they're not on there, um, but, you know, all uh, Pocket Casts and all the other places where they are, uh, then the top three is the Global News Podcast from the BBC World Service, the Documentary from the BBC World Service, and In Our Time from BBC Radio 4 with Melvin Bragg. So um, there you go. That's uh, interesting, isn't it? Um, I wonder why uh, BBC Sounds has seen a slight drop. Um, I wonder whether it's as easy as saying that there are fewer days in quarter two, 21 or fewer weekdays. Don't know. But uh, worthwhile having a look at uh, in any case. Uh, you'll find that linked in the show notes uh, here. And, uh, and that goes for all of the other stories that I've mentioned today. Thank you to James Masterton and to Hauser Dictionary, Richard Hilton and Brunn Audio Consulting for your ongoing support 
of this newsletter and podcast. I'm very grateful to you. If you would like to join them, then please do buymeacoffee.com slash jamescridland. Uh, you can become a member to give regularly, or you can just give a one-off coffee if you'd like me to, to if you'd like me to, no, if you'd like to support me in some other way. Uh, coming up for me, um, well, um, last week I spoke at uh, a couple of things, including the Tech Users Association of New Zealand. I talked about the future of radio in the age of the internet. You'll find a YouTube link where you can watch that again, if you like, alongside James Butch Butcher from NZME. Uh, the session is um, uploaded on YouTube and linked from our show notes and our newsletter today. On Thursday, the 4th of November, I'm speaking at the OAB, the Ontario Association of Broadcasters, on the future of radio. Who'd have thought it? And uh, by next year, I aim to, you know, speak at rather more places than just uh, my home office. Uh, to that end, uh, yesterday, I gave my professional website a revamp. You'll find that at james.cridland.net. Quite pleased with it. It's a GitHub Pages uh, website, so entirely static and doesn't do anything particularly clever. But anyway, please do send that to any conference organisers if you know of any. Uh, and uh, that's it. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'll be back again next week uh, with more thoughts about the future of radio. Uh, how do I sign off? Oh, yes, I say keep listening. <laughs>